Chris Greer, Sina Olet Velho. You are a wizard, my friend. In what is the craziest 45 minutes, at the 1 o'clock hour, Chris Greer and the Miami Dolphins made not one, but two blockbuster trades. So first, they agreed with the San Francisco 49ers to get the 12th overall pick, a first-round pick in both 2022 and 2023, as well as a third-round pick in 2022. And for all of that, San Fran received just a third overall pick. They hung up with San Francisco and immediately called Philadelphia. They went from the West Coast back to the East Coast and got the 6th overall pick as well as the 156th overall pick. They gave Philly the 12th overall pick this year's draft, the 123rd overall pick in this year's draft, and a future first round, our future first round pick in 2022. So it's very interesting that we didn't flip San Francisco's pick. We flipped our own, showing that obviously there is a lot of potential. There's a lot of Oh, geez, what's the word I'm looking for? Not expectations, but a lot of confidence going into this year, right? Because if you're, if you feel, all right, we may not be that great, you want to try to hold on to your pick. Miami said, fuck it, take them. The other two first round picks that we got, they're going to be from worse teams. So in essence, really, when you look at it, the Dolphins moved back three spots, swapped a fourth round pick in order to obtain a 2023 first round pick as well as a third round pick. And here's the best part. Now that the draft order is 1-2-3 with the Jaguars, the Jets, and the 49ers, they're all pretty much locks for quarterbacks, right? Obviously, we know where Trevor Lawrence is going. Zach Wilson or Justin Fields going at that number two spot, depending on what Robert Salah wants to do with the Jets. And the best part about that, there's a very real chance that the Dolphins could still take the exact same guy that we've been targeting at three, which we don't know who that is, unless you're outside of the Miami Dolphins locker room. That's fucking bananas. You get additional draft picks, You get an additional third-round pick this year in a very deep draft class. And additional draft picks, and all you did was move down three spots. Fucking Velho. Fucking wizard. That is God-tier general managing right there. That's unbelievable. So not only... Do we still secure possibly the exact same guy that we've been targeting at three, at six? We gain additional draft picks and acquire, once again, significant capital in the future. I don't know if I'm watching the Houston Rockets. I don't know if I'm watching the Oklahoma City Thunder, but um, that's absolutely fucking disgusting. And I want to shake the man or the woman's hand. That leaked that video of Laramie Tunzel smoking weed during the NFL draft prospect like process when we did take Laramie Tunzel. Because now when you look at it, Laramie Tunzel has gotten the Dolphins 
four first round picks, two second round picks, and one third round pick. That's disgusting. And I was sitting here wondering what Miami was going to do, right? I didn't know what was going to happen. I even said it in my last episode. I really didn't know what we were going to do. Major changes have occurred in the Dolphins organization in the last 72 hours, right? We get Justin Coleman. I love that. I love that pickup. You get a relatively young but also experienced cornerback at the exact same time. So now not only do we have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, we now have Justin Coleman, and we also have Nick Needham. That's disgusting, right? That is absolutely fucking disgusting. We flip Kyle Van Oy to save cap space so we can go after our guy in Will Fuller. And a little couple of wonderful stats about Will Fuller. We got him on a one-year, $10 million fully guaranteed deal. Incentives, obviously, up to an additional $3 million. And he was actually recorded his best season last year, despite only playing 11 games. Had 53 receptions, 879 yards, and 8 touchdowns in just 11 games. And when quarterbacks targeted him last season, they had a pass rating of 132.5. So obviously proving that we have a reliable receiver on the field on just a one-year deal. If it works out, fantastic. You pay the man. If he doesn't, all right, cool. It was an experiment that may or may not work. Only time will tell. Obviously, Will Fuller one of the best players, one of the best receivers that was in free agency. There was him, there was Kenny Galladay, there was a lot of names, right? I'm very glad that we did get Will Fuller because he didn't break the bank, right? That's absolutely bananas. Another thing that I mentioned and another thing that I have noticed is going after the likes of Patrick Sertan the second. And a lot of people questioned me for that. But I saw his pro day and he's a freak athlete 4.42 40 yard dash 131 inch broad jump 39 inch vertical and 18 ramps on the bench press that's fucking disgusting right i everything that miami just did makes me fucking fucking so goddamn wet i absolutely Love every single thing that has happened in the last four days. It's a good weekend for Miami sports. Right? The Heat get Oladipo. There's a lot of rumors that we're also going to get LaMarcus Aldridge. It's, it's amazing. Right? So now Tua finally has a weapon with Will Fuller. And that provides a lot of speculation now, right? So now that we're at six, right? There's a lot of possibility that we can get the exact same guy that we've been targeting at three. And Miami doesn't really need a wide receiver as bad as everybody thinks we do. We've got Will Fuller. We've got Devontae Parker. We've got Preston Williams. We've got Mike Isicki, who's an absolute freak fucking athlete. Right, We could go after Rondale Moore, who has a ridiculous vertical, 
I don't know if you guys have seen that. Do yourself a favor. Five foot nine. He's the size of Wes Welker. Miami, you had Wes Welker at one point. Don't fuck this up again. Take Rondale Moore out of Purdue. The kid's an absolute fucking stud. So, this is an amazing opportunity that Miami has found itself in. Because at six, you could still get that high playmaker of a guy. Whether you want to go Jalen Waddle, whether you want to stick with Devontae Smith, whether you want to go with Jamar Chase, whatever you want to do, right? At six, you could go after Jeremiah Wusu-Koromora. You could go after Micah Parsons. You could go after Jalen Richards, who is a freak athlete. Um, I'm going to do an extra special episode about him later on this weekend. Um, Jalen Richards is an absolute animal. He's a scary pass rusher that I think has been slept on a lot. Um, and then in the second round, obviously you can go after the likes of your Najee Harris. And if Najee's not available, you can go Travis Etienne, who's a great versatile back. If he's not available, you can go Javante Williams out of North Carolina. Once again, another versatile, scary back. You can shore up a linebacker position because as of right now, we've got Van Ginkle on the right. Kyle Van or we don't have Kyle Van anymore. Jerome Baker, Bernard McKinney in the middle. Are they going to move Jerome Baker out to left and get another guy in the middle? There's a couple of juicy names out there. There's Dylan Moses. There's my personal favorite in this entire draft, who is Cameron McGrone out of Michigan. I love Cameron McGrone. He reminds me a lot of Bobby Wagner. And if we could get like a Bobby caliber, like a Bobby Wagner caliber type player. Oh my God. Right. You could go after Patrick Chetan. If he's available at six, I feel like you have to take him. And I know we're not necessarily hurting for defensive backs. For God's sake, we had the number one leader in interceptions last year in Xavier Howard. But infusing the defense with youth, like I talked about. Right, you can continue to have perennial success. And obviously, we've got that with draft capital. And we continue to find stud after stud after stud. Raekwon Davis was a fifth-round pick, and now he's our starting defensive tackle. We also picked up the likes of Adam Butler from New England. We did, unfortunately, lose Devon Godshaw. But we have found some absolute gems. And we are getting rid of the guys that we feel don't match up to what we're doing here. Obviously, we did trade Shaq Lawson for Benick McKinney, which is not a big deal, right? I like McKinney. He's got a lot of leadership. He's a former pro bowler about two years ago. Very talented in the middle. So what do you do on the left-hand side? And I feel like that move to get rid of Kyle Van Oy and to get the number six overall pick basically get you Jeremiah Usu-Koromora, right? Who is arguably the best linebacking prospect in this entire draft class, period. There's a lot of good names. There's a Usu-Koromora. There's obviously Dylan Moses. There's Michael Parsons, obviously. Zayvon Collins. Um, Nick Bolton, right? There's a lot of good wide. There's a lot of good wide receivers. That too. There's a lot of good defensive prospects in this draft class. Um, personally, what I would love to see us do perfect off season is to find, is to get Jeremiah Usu-Koromora at six at 18, 
get that stud running back in either Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, whoever, right? At pick number 34, I believe we have, 34 or 35, you go after Cameron McGrone. That's just, you know, you move around, you restructure, you move Bobby McCain back to the slot corner where he originally was in the first place, and you give Brandon Jones more time at that free safety spot because I feel like he can definitely step up into that role. Um, strong safety spot, you got to go after Hamza Nasrilladeen or even Trayvon Morig out of TCU. That's disgusting. It honestly is disgusting. And there's a lot of different names out there, right? Like there's Tyreek Johnson is a really good defensive back. Very late in the draft. Definitely a sleeper in the draft as well. Um, Because now you've got a weapon for Tua, right? You've got Gasicki. You've got Parker, who's been putting up the best numbers of his career recently. You've got Will Fuller, who just put up the best numbers of his career, despite still having the PED scandal, right? And he will miss week one for us. But not only that, just the leadership that he brings, not only talent-wise, but leadership in the second youngest roster in the entire NFL. We only have one guy that is over the age of 29 now, now with Kyle Van Oy, as well as Ryan Fitzpatrick on, and it's Ted fucking Karras. Like, that's the oldest guy that we have, is Ted fucking Karras, Right. We are the youngest team. I believe we're actually the youngest team in the entire NFL. So this is kind of a rushed episode. Um, I promise I will give you guys a more thorough and a better episode tomorrow. Um, I just had to get my thoughts out. This is absolutely incredible. Wizardry. While everybody is playing checkers, Chris Greer has been playing chess for the last three years. And I know I give a lot of props to you know Brian Flores but let's give it up for Chris Greer in an absolutely not just one but two blockbuster deals within the span of 45 minutes he's playing with trade override on what like like 100% guys an absolute if he doesn't win GM of the year I don't know what will and I want the guy who leaked the video of Laramie Tunzel smoking weed during the draft process to be put not only in the Miami Ring of Honor, I want his fucking bust in Canton. Because whoever did that projected Miami to where we are right now, which is in the best position we have ever been in. We thought we were great with pick three. Trading down to six and getting additional draft picks? Where we flip Laramie Tunzel over the span of three years for four first round picks, two second round picks, and a third round pick. And it's all full of talent. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. I love this team. I love this front office. This is what happens when you actually have competency in the front office. Because Miami hasn't lacked talent. Right, we've always had very good talent. Right, we've always had Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor. Um, we had the original Patrick Sertan. So, if you want to have a reunion of bringing Patrick Sertan back here, that would be great. Sam Madison, Jeremiah Bell, right, Vernon Carey, Cameron Wake, Nadonik and Sue, 
Jarvis Landry, Ricky Williams, Ronnie Brown. Like, we've always had talent. We haven't had a competent front office. And we're finally seeing that now. And not only competency, downright wizardry. Chris Greer did not go to whatever university he went to. He went to Hogwarts. And he got a PhD in wizardry. He is the absolute puppet master. I love this man. Chris Greer, will you please marry me? To the person who leaked Laramie Tunzel's draft video of him smoking weed, which had him drop to us. He puts up all pro numbers, gets us four fucking first round picks like it's the NBA. Whoever you are, I love you and I want your genitals in my mouth. 100%. I love you. I will give you a more in-depth episode tomorrow. I'm just blown away. It is 11 o'clock right now at the time that we are recording this. I'm finally home from work. Social work is a bitch. I love this team. I love our front office. Oh my god.